0: Congratulations! You found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book Girls!
1: You guys are gonna go straight to hell. <laughs> but we have a real cute hand basket. <laughs> you have anyone to drive that bus yet?
2: <laughs> we don't need We've a bus. decorated
1: it and everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she knows how to crochet too. It's got some nice uh padding. Some well if you're nice gonna padding. go to
1: hell it's essential to have a
2: really cute hand basket. Mm-hmm we Are going to keep these accents up the whole night? Cause I don't think I can. <laughs> no. I'm really bad Bonnie at it. Bonnie and I are just in a mood tonight.
0: <laughs> I don't know what started all of this. I think it's because... Okay, so I had a migraine this morning. Woke up with a migraine. It's the weather. Because the weather, we dropped mm. 20 degrees yep. in mm-hmm. one day. It was 80 degrees yesterday. What is the date today? The 15th? 16th. 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 Okay, 16th of February. 80 degrees yesterday. 40, 40 degrees 40 today. 40 today, yeah.
2: So I had a migraine this morning. Bonnie had a um, headache this afternoon. I had a headache this morning. I think it's like, mine's like a sinus thing, though, from all the yeah. tree on yeah.
0: So we well, went and- to dinner, and we're sitting there. Bonnie's cranky, hangry, and I'm trying to get her in a good mood. So then we went totally the opposite direction and started just being so super silly <laughs> and... We can't stop. I brought a friend. Yay. We've already heard her voice because she, it's almost like your book girl royalty. (laughs) By, (laughs) by, uh,
3: by, by Osmosis.
0: Because one of our Uber (laughs) listeners. Is your yeah. dad?
3: Yep, mm-hmm. Arthur Allen Anderson. His name pops up quite a bit, so it I've been does. told. I always
0: <laughs> see him on our SoundCloud. I'm like, who is this dude anyway? Well, it turns out he knows Jessica. Yeah, and Jessica's your friend, and. Here you are, Sarah. Yeah,
3: we've been friends since elementary school. So when my dad knew that she was on the podcast, he was like, "Okay, I'm obsessed. Now I will listen to every single one of them." <laughs> yeah, now, he like went fair, back to the first one. She ones. pops
1: out on, on our Twitter account quite a bit.
3: Yep. I see her a lot
1: on Twitter. Oh, see, I'm, I don't pay attention to Twitter as yeah. much as Lonnie I need. You're more the Facebook. I'm more the Twitter. Yeah, I'm the Facebook clean. That's why Facebook has lots of stuff and Twitter does not. Because <laughs> I don't
3: repost stuff a lot. <laughs> I'm more of the creep on both of those. I don't ever post. I just do the creep. <laughs> Creep creep. creep, creep. Is that a dance? Do the creep. Ah, uh, do
1: the
2: creep. You yeah, don't say do creep, the creep. You see yeah, the, back. Back. Just, like, the little dinosaur, the
0: Little dinosaur T-Rex <laughs> hands. Creeping. in front. That's pretty good. I like that. I'm going to create a new dance. Creep. We'll, we'll work on that.
2: Everybody do the Creep. <laughs> <laughs> We actually know each other like pre-birth. My mom that's and true. her aunt were best Can friends in high really school. Can you really know each other pre-birth? Come on now. I
3: think so.
0: They bumped bellies. <laughs> your mother's bumped bellies? No. <laughs>
3: no that's, that's really super creepy. That took a turn. That would be a negative.
0: <laughs> I think the accents okay. are going to come out again.
2: Oh, hell. Oh, Lord.
0: <laughs> and over there in the corner. Who's in the corner over there? Is your whore in the corner?
2: Yeah. Poor Garrett.
3: Oh, he loves it. It's fine.
2: This is how I know that he actually loves me because he puts up with this shit (laughs) weekly. He's our special whore. He is special. Hi, Garrett.
0: (laughs) He's so sweet. We have to make fun of him. We have to haze him. It is a prerequisite Then when Garrett comes to the house. We have to have to haze him, because he's so easygoing. We can't yeah, help like,
2: ourselves. Ah, whatever. <laughs> he's
0: like, yeah, okay. He just goes right along with it. So Jessica got hit on while she was reading her book the other day. Yep. First of all, why don't you tell us what happened, and then we'll tell you what, what we came up with for you.
2: So, I had three hours to kill, because my last class ends at 1.15, and my, I had to meet for a group project, which are the worst things ever, ever. Um, Everybody hates
0: group projects because most people don't do
2: the work; right. they let somebody else do it. Exactly, they're assholes. And it, from a, like time outside of class, which I have very little of, <laughs> anyways. But um, anyway, so it's you know eighty outside and it's nice so i was like you know what i'm gonna go to my bench which is where i go when i have free time on campus i'm gonna read so i'm sitting there minding my own business reading my book which i feel like books should be like headphones like if i'm mm. reading a book or if i have headphones in i don't want to talk to anybody like i feel like that's an unspoken rule like, <laughs> so like if the having...
0: book is open and you're looking down at it you're engaged in something else and therefore you should not be interrupted. Yeah, don't interrupt my book time.
2: And this guy comes over and he goes, i have just had to come over cuz you just looked too adorable sitting there reading." And I was like
0: I wish you could see her face.
2: Because you didn't know what a book was or <laughs> what. I was just like
1: maybe he know maybe he can teach us the creep dance. <laughs> yeah,
2: creep creep. And then he, I was like, "Uh, thanks," and he proceeds to sit down and start talking to me. To which I like awkward turtled my way out and ran to go sit in the moldy-smelling Dale Hall because I didn't want to talk to this person anymore. I really need to work on my social skills. Well, we we came up with some ideas for you, Bonnie and I. You know, yeah. we we figured this
0: out for you. But We're let gonna- me tell
1: you first. The headphones don't deter people from talking to you when you're, because, you know, at lunch break, if it's, I don't want to sit in my car, if it's cold or something, I'll go and sit somewhere, you know, off to myself, and I'll have my headphones in and everything, and people will stop and talk to me all the time. What are you reading? Well, nothing now. Thank you. Yep. (laughs) I mean, they're just trying to be nice, but it's just kind of like, man, you got to stop your book, you got to take your headphones out and go, what? What?
2: (laughs) Yeah, like that face, like, and you're like. Please stop talking to me. It's like, uh, go away." I really need to like work on my social skills because this whole conversation, I felt like I was going to hyperventilate because I knew where it was going and I knew I was going to have to turn him down and no matter what I said, it was going to sound like an asshole and I was like, oh, I don't know how to handle conflict." Yeah, but sometimes
1: <laughs>
0: it's okay to sound like an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. What we've come up with for you. Yep. We'll totally solve all of these problems in one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. All of these problems. And some that you didn't know you had. Okay. So this book lover's utility belt. <laughs> <laughs> Will take care of all of your book lover needs. Yes, and this could go and you could you could have this on All the time, underneath your clothes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you could wear this all the time. I think we should patent this and sell it on our future website. We should. Oh, absolutely. The three book girls' book lovers' utility belt (laughs) features features. Uh, Go go gadget boxing glove (laughs) (laughs) to knock (laughs) out to knock (laughs) out assailants who hit on you whilst you're trying to read your book. Bless. Uh, it also has a book light that doubles as a bat signal so that people could, A, save you, or B, send more books. <laughs> or both. Or both, yes. One it has a collapsible wine glass and a collapsible coffee mug. Ooh. It also has a laser device that could be used for popping popcorn. Or playing with cats. (laughs) Your choice. A flask that could be used to fill up with your favorite spirits. Uh, Extra set of reading glasses if you're old like me. (laughs) For emergencies. A device that projects erotic images at a distance. (laughs) So that you can say... Is that a naked woman over there? <laughs> and At I'll which run. point he would turn around and stare in awe. And I would have time to pull out my invisibility cloak. Which is in the <laughs> other
2: pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. can
0: cover yourself up with the invisibility cloak. And
2: then I'm gone. And exactly. scurry away. To safety. If I had an invisibility cloak, I wouldn't have had this problem in the first place. Which you should have had on in the first place. <laughs> would have and fixed all my
0: problems. And... At the very last resort, we also have the stealth fart bomb. <laughs> which you really don't want to use unless it's a last resort because of course it really reeks. Right. So yeah. It's last resort only.
2: I like it. I could have used a so lot of So that would things. be the Three Book Girls Book Lovers Utility Belt
0: T M Patent <laughs> <laughs> pending. Coming to you soon.
2: Thank you, Sarah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have to work on that though we still have a few uh few kinks to work out mm-hmm. uh, such as the uh a book lover's uh vibrator tool, which we're still working on <laughs>
1: for when you're reading those erratic novels exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: extra uh, tool belt for the whipped cream on one side
1: <laughs> yeah but if you're reading a book you don't really need the whipped cream because you don't have a second person everybody needs a little whipped cream I <laughs> mean well I mean if you're going to eat it
0: of course
1: well, yeah. But, I mean just by yourself you yeah that's
0: what I'm talking about <laughs>
1: okay well see I'm thinking of something else you can do with whipped cream well that too I'm talking about what you do with your whore. <laughs> Well, you can lick it off yourself. <laughs> That's no fun. Have you tried it? Licking it off myself? Yeah. I mean, I'd have to start going to yoga class again <laughs> if I'm going
3: to do that. See, it's
0: exercise and eroticism all in the same package. <laughs> That's multitasking. There you go, again. <laughs> I'm a multitasker. I like to try to do several things at once. Well, so
1: long as you don't do that when we're trying to watch a movie, okay? But that's where I draw the line.
2: <laughs> Can
1: you get out the utility belt and the whipped cream? I'm leaving.
2: <laughs> I'm out. We're friends. We're not that close.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love you, man, but... Yeah. I, yeah dude. Yeah. Some things are better left than that. Yeah, I'll keep my whore over there. <laughs> You need to put your whore back in your sock drawer.
2: Oh, my god.
0: Oh, you know what? I think I forgot to go to the bathroom. Before I, I
1: did it. Do we need a potty break? Can we stop? What was that cartoon, that, that Nina Needs to Go? Nina Needs to Go. <laughs> Nina Needs to Go. <laughs> needs to go.
2: <laughs> Next time I know, don't wait to go. <laughs> god, we have Disney Channel on. Too much at my house. <laughs>
0: Oh shit. Whew. <laughs> Man, do you, ever, you know when you when you smile and laugh too much, you get the perma Yeah. Uh-huh. I have a serious case of perma tonight. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> stop. <laughs> it's the whole in me. I, guess.
1: I got a P2. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take a potty break? Um
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Um <clears throat> We'll these... be back after these messages. <laughs> Beep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I gotta go too I really do have
3: to pee I totally forgot me too yeah. <laughs> normally I
2: make this trip too beforehand <laughs> Garrett's the only one must us peed you before we came in here, here. Yep, take a, a nap all the
1: watch all our stuff Oh,
0: the floor some jaunty little music for about for about three
3: seconds <laughs> this is the trick because the microphones are still on, I believe. So I'm being recorded in a room by myself. So they're spying on me. I'm just thinking this. Little manhole in the corner. But uh, I'm a person, too. No a personality. a great personality, to be honest. Damn. Fantastic. I mean look beautiful for that. You wouldn't even call me a whore because I'm I'd be like when you're classy high end types. People would be paying for this kind. But didn't acknowledge that.
0: I'm going
2: to play some jaunty little music. Were you talking to yourself? I About how the microphones They were.
0: <laughs> well, now we return to our regularly scheduled program after our potty break. this one, We can't talk about anything that happened in the world this week because, as usual, everything is too politically controversial. And anything we talk about is going to get Martha in trouble.
2: We don't even have the dark guns (sighs) today. I know, we haven't had those in a while. What? The the Nerf guns, we didn't bring them today. Yeah, they're always in
0: my desk drawer because I... I have too many bruises from getting hit too many times.
2: <laughs> That's Josh.
0: <laughs> yeah, true.
1: Let's talk about books, baby. Let's talk, let's talk about, about you and me. Let's, let's talk, talk about all the good things, things and the bad things, bad things that may be. Let's talk about books. books.
2: <laughs> let's talk about a
1: <laughs>
3: little bit, a
2: little bit. <laughs> oh <my>. God. <laughs> just, <laughs> I feel like ninety five percent of this podcast has been the four of us freaking cackling. Like,
0: <laughs> not all of it. Maybe only ninety four. God. And there were no drugs taking. Take. There were no drugs taking. Per- oh, God, damn was. <laughs> Take any There were drugs. no drugs taken previous to this podcast, mm-hmm. except for maybe a little ibuprofen and some caffeine. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know those were the rules. No, no book, No book. drugs. Sarah?
1: <laughs> That's a Jessica? Okay, books. So we're going to talk about books. Let's talk about books. All right. Yeah.
0: Who's going? I don't need to go. Yeah. I, I don't like going. I like going last. I uh, like saving, do like going last. saving myself. I like saving myself. <laughs> I'm saving myself.
2: Okay. If you learn anything on the podcast that's not that <laughs> what, saving myself? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I'm waiting for marriage, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's not just because I can't find a date. <laughs> oh. Oh. No,
0: I'm joking. Well, I'm joking. yesterday was National Singles Awareness Day.
3: Was it? Yeah, I didn't see. I was the unaware. Day, the day after Valentine's Day is National Singles Awareness Day. It's also National Chocolate Goes on Sale Day, which is my That's, favorite day. Yes, yeah, I is. knew about
1: that, not the Singles And I awareness. totally
0: forgot to go and snap up all that chocolate. So I hope there's still some there <laughs> waiting for me at Walmart. Bonnie, would you like to lead the pack this evening, the
1: cackling pack? Sure, because my book was not funny at all. Um, I actually picked this for Black Awareness Month. It was on one of the lists for Black Awareness or Black History. Sorry, Black History Month. Is that right?
2: Yeah, yes. yeah that's okay. right. There you go. I was like, I don't remember. I can't remember what part of that's wrong, but that wasn't right. <laughs> I
1: was like, Well, she says single awareness, and I just,
2: you know, I, it's all maybe I have been
1: taking a little more than ibuprofen. Oh, now the truth
2: comes
1: out! (laughs) You and your whore. (laughs) Well, it's the whoring that makes me afford the drugs.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, we better stop laughing now. This is a serious matter.
1: This book is called The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. And it is about a 16-year-old who uh, lives in a bad part of town. She lives in the hood, basically. And... When she's young, probably about eight or nine, I think she was, um, she sees her best friend get shot by gang members. And after this happens, it scares her mom and dad enough to put her in private school. So she actually goes to private school. So she goes to school with where a did, bunch of... Where does she live? Do you, do you know what city she's in? Do you remember? I, I think it's just a made-up city. It doesn't. Oh, it's okay. called like garden something but I don't remember them making any kind of reference to okay. an actual city Okay. and um, so she goes to school with a bunch of you know rich white people basically there's only like maybe four black people in the whole school and three of them are her and her two brothers oh, <laughs> so wow. yeah and So she kind of almost lives like this double life because she's like one person when she's at school with her rich white friends and then she's somebody else when she's hanging out with her hood friends. Okay. Okay. Well, she um, goes to a party at with her hood friends and um, her and a friend of hers leave named Khalil and on their way back to, I think they were like going to a restaurant and hang out. I can't remember where exactly they were headed, but they were just friends. It was nothing, you know, romantic or anything like that. She's actually dating a white boy that goes to school with her. And um, they get pulled over because they have a broken tail light, And Khalil gets shot by the policeman. And so it turns into the whole ordeal of her going through the emotional you know, trial of seeing her because she saw her friend get shot. The cop held the gun to her until more cops showed up. And I mean, there were no weapons, no drugs, no nothing in the car whatsoever. At all. And so then it turns into... Um, Her having to go to the DAs and give a statement and trying to decide whether or not they're going to put this policeman on trial for killing Khalil and everything else. And it was... I've read a few other um, African-American-related books, but never from a more recent time period. All the ones that I've read before have been like during segregation or during um, slavery or something like this one. This one was much more relatable to me. I I kind of understood what the characters were talking about, what they were feeling. They gave reference to things that I recognized, like shows and, you know, singers and stuff like that. So it, it definitely was a good book. It's very well written. And I would recommend it to somebody else. Um, there were parts of this book that I really didn't like too much. Like, um, there's like a riot during. And I don't quite understand why they have to riot. I, I just think that there would be better ways for them to express themselves and try to change things than burning up where they the live. part of town where they live. See, because that's they what don't, I don't do it in in like the you know the rich neighborhoods are like where the cops live they do it like in their neighborhood and all that's doing is like hurting themselves in my opinion now I I, I don't know and I understand that they're frustrated and they don't feel like that they are being heard and um, <laughs> I hate to tell you uh, poor white folk <laughs> have that problem sometimes too but I'm sure not to the extreme that they do right so but it was a very good book um it ended it ended well. I, I don't know if it's really like a happily ever after, but it did wrap it up quite nicely. I mean it didn't leave you wondering what would happen or wanting more. No book throwing. There was no book throwing. Good. And I I mean it did keep my attention through the whole thing. I didn't ever think about wanting to stop. Mm-hmm. So it's good. And I mean I'm sure that me being, you know, very white, growing up, going to a prominently white school, because there wasn't, I mean, I i went to upper state New York in a small town. I mean, there wasn't really, it wasn't very diverse. It's probably hard for me to understand a little bit of what they're going through, mm-hmm. just because I've never experienced it myself. Right. But yeah. books like this help.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah we kind of the same way because we both went to a farm school. Yeah. <laughs> we're right. Just, we're literally in the middle of a field. <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm.
2: But um, it
1: was good. And I would recommend it. Like I said, it was very relatable. Uh, it wasn't... There was some violence in it and some references to drugs, but not a lot. So I think that it would be okay for a teenager to read. Mm-hmm. But it was. And it was The Hate You Give by
0: Angie Thomas. And it was really, really hard to get because so many people want to read it because it's...
1: Right. I was actually yeah. lucked out. When I put myself on the waiting list, um, there was like, I want to say like 50, 17... 54.
0: 54 people in front of me. But, but I was on the list also. Right. And I had gotten on the list way earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, I had so many books...
1: That mm-hmm. kind of got weeded out. But when that one came in, she gave it to me to read. She let me download it from her account. Because yeah, so. I have
0: too many, too many books. I'm, well, and I had, I downloaded four books from the same list that for right. for Black History Month, and I just couldn't find anything that was resonating with me. Yeah. Mm hmm. I did read an entire book from one of those lists, and the main reason that I'm not going to review it is because it didn't, I I don't feel like it it had anything to do specifically with them being black. With race. No. It was all about abortion.
2: Oh.
0: And I'm not going there. Nope. I don't want to talk about that kind of stuff on this podcast because I'm, that's, no, I'm not talking about that.
2: I got on the wait list for a book, not with the African-American community, but with the gay community. It's called Simon and the, versus the Homo Sapien Agenda. Mm -hmm. It's about a gay high school student. So, branching out, reading something different. Good good. for you. That
1: one that I read last week, um, uh, In Our Nature, Mm -hmm. that was a really good one if you want to read one about, um about a a uh, a coming of age yeah gay college student which i haven't
3: on on my kindle i can bring my kindle and you can read it if you want yeah maybe i can also <clears throat> excuse me i can also recommend a lot of good authors too cuz i had to take a um queer theory class in oh, college cuz cool. i majored in women and gender studies Ooh. and so we talk a lot about class race um gender identity sexuality all of that so and especially some really good women of color authors who will write feminist theory and queer theory too yeah now see i read what?
1: one of um have you heard of tony morrison tony morrison yeah. Uh-huh.
3: yeah
1: um i read her beloved that won awards and it was it was very good at, but again it was during slavery so it was really hard for me to relate with the characters as
3: far as like being able to contextualize it, mm-hmm. yeah. see, but uh,
1: but the writing was just you know wonderful. It was just like po- it was poetic. Mm. It's beautiful, and I think the um, author actually read that because I got the author- the audiobook. Oh, I love and it when that happens. She had she had such a some a authors are deep very good at it. But
0: some voice. are not. Just, good at it. She's yeah. very Toni Morrison's very good at it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was best. great. I yeah. See, I agree with you on that. Like. Sometimes you have trouble. I feel like all the books that I've read, like Black History Month, have been like The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks or The Narrative in the Life of Frederick Douglass or The Help. And it's not anything modern or new that you can really like super relate to. Like you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's Yeah, cool, it just depends past past on which list thing. you happen to get. And like the list, that particular list, the one that
0: I was thinking of, the ones that they recommended, the, the book I read, The Mothers, mm-hmm. I didn't care for it. I didn't really think that it should have belonged on that list. Um, the other one was like, uh, history of seven killings, which I was trying to listen to it on audio and it was just, it was too all over the place, too difficult to listen to. Mm -hmm. I'm like a squirrel anyway. You know, I'm. So when you've got a book that's like that too, it's just too hard to pay attention
3: to. Yeah, <laughs> was like, there was nope. a
1: couple on that list that sounded really interesting, but none of them were available at the library. And I was trying to find something. Yeah, that was available, and I couldn't find anything.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So that kind of see that's the I... other difficulty when we're trying to do stuff for this podcast is we're not rich people. Hello, <laughs> you know we have to try to find things that are at the library. So. Yeah. You know, we we do have our limits.
2: Support your local library. <laughs> we support Absolutely. our local library a lot. We do. Mm-hmm. Okay, who wants to go next? Mm, I can, unless Sarah wants to. I'll go. Oh, okay. All right. Go get, get her. Girl over steps here. Up.
3: Okay. So this past week, or I guess week and a half, because. I was reading it on my lunch break. Um, I read A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Hosseini. Now, it's the same author who wrote The Kite Runner, which I can't remember who... I did, Bonnie. Yeah. Can I see your book though. I need to write down? Yeah. So, same author who wrote The Kite Runner, which um, we read in high school, which was interesting. And so, it's based in...
2: Afghanistan. Gets a little rapey. It's really fun to talk about with a bunch of other high school kids. Oh. But it was a really good book.
3: It was. It was a really good book. I love his writing because even though I can't relate culturally or religiously to the characters based in Afghanistan, like I still fall in love with them and end up feeling what they're feeling. And like he just is really good about... It makes you sad
1: for the characters when bad things and happy when... Good things happen.
3: Yeah, I, Mm -hmm. at work, had a book-clutching moment. I was, like, holding it to my chest, like, trying not to cry. I was like, oh, I I feel for
2: them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ten man. (laughs) I I wouldn't like it.
1: See, I did that, when I read Kite Runner, I I did that on CDs in my car. Mm. So, you know, driving back and forth at work, and, you know, I'd be pulling to my parking spot, you
3: know, and I'd be like, what?
1: No, you can't. What are you you can't do that. I
3: know. Yeah, I would go for my 45-minute lunch break and read it while I'm eating and then get to this really heart-wrenching part and then it's like, okay, now back to work, customer service, all smiles all the time. And it's like, yeah, you no. your
2: makeup's running down your face because you're like, I just had a book terrifying. No. It's
3: like, I am traumatized by my book. I can't function. <laughs>
1: I need to recover. Listen, my book character is going through something right now. I just can't work.
3: Got me in my feels. <laughs> it's like, you don't understand what she's going through.
1: now this is one that actually sounded pretty interesting that I thought about reading after the Kite Runner because I love the Kite Runner so so much
3: give us an overview what's
1: that about so
3: um, it follows the storyline of two women there's Miriam and Layla and so it has like four parts so it switches perspectives Mm -hmm. a little bit so you get to see um, Miriam and her childhood and where she comes from she's the illegitimate daughter of a local wealthy man and so she lives on the outskirts of town her dad visits her once a week and just this really rough her mom always calls her like oh you're just a worthless bastard (gasps) like just really it's very hush hush Mm. Damn, very very rough and so like her half siblings will come and bring them supplies but then her mom just cusses them out the whole way down like well you get treated like legitimate children and so you hear of her mom actually ends up killing herself when, when she's younger, <clears throat> and so it puts her dad in this position where he can't take care of her. So she gets married off, at and like so fourteen.
2: I've read this book. Too. Yeah, at like fourteen, and
3: so she's never met the man before. He He's comes like in thirty, <laughs> at least. Yeah, yeah. and so. She's married off and um, travels all the way across Afghanistan to live nowhere near where she's ever known. She's never been here before. And he starts off being really sweet and nice and loving. And then it gets it changes very drastically, very quickly. And so once she moves to her new town, um, it switches perspectives and is talking about the girl, Layla, who was born and grew up across the street And so this is taking place in Afghanistan um, right at the end of the Soviet occupation. Oh. And so you see the Soviets um, there, girls in school, everything good, because they're living in Kabul. Right. And so... It's good there, but not everywhere else. And then you see the Soviets get kicked out. And everything goes downhill. Everything and, goes... And the Taliban and... To pot oh. real fast. Yeah. And so that was... It was really interesting to me seeing the history of that told by characters who were in the middle of it. And not just yeah. a U.S. reporter reporting on what's going on overseas. Mm-hmm. So it was... It was really neat for me to read about that history, Um, but it was also really hard. So Layla's home ends up getting destroyed, loses both of her brothers and her parents. It turns out that she finds herself in a similar situation to Miriam, where she's a woman by herself when all of these, um, the more hyper-religious ...of the regimes takes over, and so navigating being a woman by herself and figuring out, how are you going to survive? My voice keeps getting out
1: on me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, um, and I know this is true in some of the countries in the Middle East, but I'm not sure about Afghanistan. Now, the women don't have the same rights as the men. No. Correct. So, like, if you're a woman on your own, and your husband dies or something, or your family dies... You can't. It's hard to. You can't get a job. You can't. Well, that depends. That 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 depends on
0: what what regime is in charge, right? Well, yeah.
3: That mom just talked. I've just watched documentaries before. Growing up, she was going to school and was on track to go to university, get a job, be self sufficient if she wanted to. Yeah. And then when the Soviets left and the other regimes kind of took over, that's when her. Ideal of independence and what she thought she wanted became unattainable to her. Because so a lot of
0: times when those um, when religious they, oh,
3: governments yeah. take over. Right. They take so like a real strict. She got everything. She couldn't yeah. walk outside without. At one point in the book, she can't be outside without being accompanied by a male. She has to be um, fully covered in a burqa. She can't. She can't have any legal documents. Like, it's all at the mercy of male relatives, Mm -hmm. husbands and, like, the predominant one, if your father's not around. And so she's trying to figure out what to do. And she has, um, before everything happens, she has a childhood friend and he and his family flee before things get too bad. And so you hear the stories of, is he alive? Is he dead? And her, that breaks her heart. And...
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry, Garrett. snoring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's he doing? He, he was fart? snoring.
3: He's snoring. Oh. He's sleepy. She wore out There's the door. Is the whore. whore snoring? No, I'm so sorry. Am I boring the whore? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Garrett. <laughs> so. she should
1: have bought him a coffee. So now, did this take place about the same time as the Kite Runner? Is the time frame about the same? Because when the Kite Runner, um, him and his dad flee.
2: They flee early. Yeah. And they go to to to
1: America, but... It sounds I, almost like it's about the same time. Part of it does. I think part I of it is so, pre-Soviet. I, re- I don't remember this has
3: such them talking a whole lot about Soviets. I think that one was in, a little bit before. It was like the Soviets coming in yeah, was more of uh, the, the part where he timeline? gets
2: snuck out, where he and his dad right. get taken out uh-huh. by
3: Soviets. But that was by Soviets, right? Right. right. I think so that's when the
2: Soviets took the, over. Initially. But then when
1: he goes back over there. In the Kite Runner. The Taliban. Then that's the Taliban. Okay. So it happens kind of like in the time frame that they're in America? Is that about? Yeah. I think so. Because it has oh, such
3: okay. a large time frame, because it goes from when Miriam was a little girl. To when she is probably in her thirties or forties, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's decades of there's a lot of time. And like when
2: Miriam's a little girl, it's more religious. So she grew up in like stricter times, uh, but Layla was growing up in a more progressive time, and then a stricter time took over again. Right, okay. because
3: also Miriam right. was she didn't grow up in Kabul, and so that's where the Soviet presence was more. Um, Prominent, okay. if I remember correctly. Okay. And so, um, in some of the villages and towns that were further out, it wasn't as I guess progressive in a progressive. sense, progressive. Yeah. As far as at least education and the treatment of women were concerned. Okay. Right. So, um, you also get to see how Layla progresses, like with her family that she finds mm-hmm. and the hardships that they go through, and it's. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. It's very, people die. This is what happens. There's a drought. Everything's hard and difficult. There was a part of it that I was surprised that it had the happiness that it did. Because it's he's such a realist when it comes to this that I almost mm-hmm. wasn't expecting a happy mm-hmm. moment in the I book.
2: I had that same moment.
3: Well, I, I kind of like looked at it and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I was asked for a pretty bow at
2: the end. He did tie it up pretty. And it ends really well. like, yeah, pretty fine. Uh, it. Which is weird for him.
3: Yeah, and it, I mean, granted, it is only for some of the characters, but it's also like I wasn't expecting. With all the harsh reality that I've been dealt this whole book and all the tears that I've shed, I got to the end and was smiling and was upset about it.
2: You're like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm kind didn't of like funny, though. It. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so. But I mean ten out of ten would recommend because just the way he writes draws you in, even if it is He really does. He's very descriptive. Yeah. I that's that
0: that particular book has been on
2: it's really good. the list mm-hmm. as one
0: of the best books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't read it. But yeah,
2: you, won't. Could, you wouldn't like no. it.
3: <laughs> I could spend hours talking Not about ten man kind of read. I mean I love the
1: Kite Runner, so I would probably like that one. I tried to read The Kite Runner. That ain't happening. I know you tried
0: to read it. I,
1: did you tell me you tried to read I it? I tried so to read, read the, it. Yes,
0: I tried to read it before you
2: read it. She I think didn't? you gave it to me she, and said,
1: I can't read this, read this. She <laughs> yeah. gave it up when it
2: got rapey. I, mm. the, after, when the rapey thing happened, I'm like... The first rapey. No. Oh, yeah. Not gonna read that. That's, no. No. So, we gotta sign this book for our high school AP class. Yeah. I was, And I like read that, and I was like, why the fuck are we reading this for school? <laughs> I was like... I think I was 16 when we yeah. first started
0: reading this. Yeah, that's the kind of horror that adult women don't want to look at. And they're
2: <laughs> giving that to you in high school? Yeah. It helped me write I a, don't think so. It helped me write a badass essay for my AP test, I so. bet. Oh, yeah. No, I mean... <laughs> no, on, on the other hand,
0: maybe you should have to see that when you're 16, because it's what life is really like. It's...
3: Yes. horror yeah and i mean coming from the small school that we did it was a really nice perspective check for us that like you are living the pretty good life and yeah, yeah. and to kind of expand our cultural horizons a little bit yeah. yeah so it was good in that sense but also when you have eight teenage girls reading about a rape scene it's kind You're of like whoa not the best situation. and then all the guys
2: were like what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 it, it was and then like the in class discussion was really awkward because we were all like what do we say what do we do are like are we allowed do- to talk about this can we talk about this scene because it, it was weird <laughs> yeah but we did read a lot of stuff like that we also Uh-oh. read the invisible man which was a good mm-hmm. perspective but sounds like you had an
0: excellent teacher
2: we did we did props to miss adams oh bless her we need more teachers like that, in she, my opinion. She always went, like, her and, Miss, and our AP biology teacher, they always went, like, the extra mile yeah, for everybody. It was great. They Those really kind good. of
0: teachers do not get enough attention, in my mm. opinion. But, having said that, I'm still not going to read that book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: No, it's okay. <laughs> My choice. <laughs> so, give us title and artist one more time. All right. A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Husseini. Okay. Is that All a right. D and not
2: an O? LED. Yeah. K H A L E D. Yeah. The font on that. He yeah. always picks weird font for his yeah, covers. The
3: side. You can kind of see it better on the spine. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: Sorry. Okay, Jessica, give us your book hangover. I have a massive book hangover, and I'm really excited about it. So I guess maybe it's not a book hang. Is it a book high? Maybe. Book high. Yes. There you go. Um, Who needs
1: SS- ecstasy when you have books?
2: <laughs> <laughs> book high. Um, okay, so I am reviewing a book that Josh has already reviewed. But it's okay, because the movie's coming out.
1: <laughs> right, I was going to say, this is, you know, re- this
2: I think I might because... have reviewed.
1: Did I review this in the early days? Oh, you no, you might have done it on one that we didn't. Oh, before.
0: that's what it was, but yeah. But
1: Josh was the first one to talk. But it's been, it was like one of the first ones he did, I think.
0: Wasn't it? No, not, not Josh, no. Jo- that was actually a fairly recent one Josh did, but Jessica? I figured Jessica should do this because, A, it's from a female perspective, yeah. and, B, the movie's going to be coming out pretty dang quickly. So, I'm reviewing... I'm, I'm looking it up right now uh, to see when the movie is coming out.
1: Yeah, I looked... They had it in audio... Nicole's and not here, plugs. so...
0: Because Nicole's not here... I'm looking it up right now to see when the movie is getting released. I'm not as fast as she is, God damn it.
3: Hence the background music. I want to Making read Nicole this knows. one too, but there's a
1: hellacious waiting list at the library for it. Yep. And I went to Half Price Books and they
0: didn't have it in their audio section. In theaters March 29th. Oh, it's coming up. Ooh, that's quick. real quick. Yes. Okay, I thought I had another year. Yeah, so I knew that it was coming up very quickly, which is why I get to. When Jessica it was talking about having read it, I was like, "Okay, yes, we need to bring that in, talk about it again, because it's such a fan freaking tastic book." Oh, I am. And so... they're gonna, and the fact that they did not cast it appropriately. Needs to be talked about. See, I haven't even seen Sound
2: the casting. No god. <laughs> they put a pretty boy in. But go. Let's 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 talk about the book, shall we? Okay. So I am reviewing Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. Oh, I hope I didn't mess that up. That's right, sorry. Ernest Cline. Okay. Um, I love this book so much on so many levels. I can't even explain how much I love this book. I started writing down reasons that people should read this book and why I love it, and I had too many. Um. The privacies. Um, the world sucks. Uh, it's overpopulated. There's wars. There's famine. It just kind of sucks. And everybody's broke. There's too many people. Uh, the main character lives in a trailer park on the outside of Oklahoma City, which was kind of cool because we a live in Oklahoma. A vertical trailer park, though. Yeah. It's not an actual trailer park like we think about it. It's called The Stacks. So there's... Trailer houses stacked on top of each other as high as they can get them with people living in them. Which is kind of hilarious if you think about it. (laughs) Because obviously Ernest Klein
0: has never lived in Oklahoma City. Or lived in (laughs) a trailer. That could never, ever happen here. Because... Tornado, to tornado
2: alley would take Duh. them out. <laughs> I mean, just a
3: stiff wind would knock them over. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, they talk about that, too, like in the opening. He's like, it's not uncommon for the stacks to fall and take out a lot of stacks around them. But the world's overpopulated, and that's what happens.
0: Hmm. Well, anyway.
2: But none of that matters because most of the population lives most of their lives inside a virtual reality called the Oasis, which is where our main character goes through most of his adventures. So, definitely very sci-fi, very fun. Uh, the premise is that the creator of the Oasis, his name is James Halliday, is this eccentric billionaire who has this obsession with 80s pop culture, which is great because you get tons of awesomely nerdy references the entire book. It's so much fun. But he dies and leaves an Easter egg in the Oasis... And whoever finds it, wins his entire fortune and total control of the oasis, which is like massive because it's something that everybody uses. It's I don't know. I don't even know how to equiv like what that I could compare it to in modern day. Like that's where people like, shop. That's it, where people yeah, hang like out with the their friends. Ma- it's like the internet. It's like it's like
0: somebody inheriting the entire internet. Yep. and turning it into like a
2: second life exactly because yeah. you're it's a virtual reality that you put on these goggles and it prints it on it's your VR yeah, yeah it prints it on your retina so it's like totally immersive you can have haptic suits that make you feel the things that are happening in the virtual reality and some of it's games like you can complete quests but other people just use it to hang out with your friends or as our main character Wade Watts he goes to school online because going to the real school in his neighborhood is kind of dangerous for him so and one of the things that i'm going to just interrupt for a moment yeah that was one of the things
0: that impressed me most about the book because there are so many things about school Mm -hmm. that as a parent i didn't like right and I was thinking the whole time I was reading this book, because my son was in school at the time I read it, I was thinking, man, gosh, that would be so much better if the kids could attend school in, in that Oasis. way.
2: Yeah, because they, they can't have any distractions. They're in the Oasis. They can't pull up different things or be in other right. places. They have to pay attention during their class or their little you know, goggles right. wake them up or they kick them out of stuff that they're trying to pull up online. It's They're basically... You have in, to learn. They're ba-
0: basically, they're... They're in school, but they they don't ever leave their house. Yep. Which is
2: just awesome. Yep. It's pretty neat. But... Solves a lot of problems. But anyway, go ahead. So Wade is part of this massive group of people who are searching for Halliday's Easter egg um, called the Gunters, which is short for Egg Hunters. Um And there are are three keys that open three gates that take you to the Easter egg. And to find these three keys, you have to know things about Halliday and his taste. So all these people know an abnormal amount of stuff about this guy. Like, he is a god to these people. And they know (laughs) everything from his favorite songs, his favorite bands, his favorite video games, his favorite books. And one of Halliday's obsession was that he wanted people to share his obsessions. So he definitely reaches that goal because everybody is, like, obsessed with war games and The Breakfast Club and Rush and (laughs) Kurt Vonnegut, like, (laughs) you know, and, like, Douglas Adams. They made so many references to The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like, he sits down and orders a Pangalactic gargle blaster at one point, and I was like, yes, I (laughs) want you to be my friend. That's the other thing I loved about this book is all of the characters in it. I was like, I want them to be my friends, because this would be so much fun. But, so, Wade is the first person to find one of the keys. So, he automatically becomes famous, but he also becomes a target because there's this other company called IOI that wants to take over the Oasis, charge the users a monthly fee, and, you know, basically make it, in Wade's words, like, a theme park for the elite so only people who have money can use it because Wade has no money, that he lives off of food vouchers, like... So they're taking the one thing that's keeping people kind of sane in this world that sucks, and they're going to take it and just give it to people who have money. So it's basically like the internet, which right now is free. But they take it and make you pay a monthly mm-hmm. subscription. Right now. Imagine that! <laughs> yep. And so it basically comes down to a fight between IOI and the Gunters. And, it's, and he has a best friend named H., and his crush on Artemis, who's his crush. She's, like, famous because she writes this really funny blog. And he has this huge crush on her. And he eventually meets her. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how much I can say about it without giving away too much of the other plot. But it becomes him and his friends kind of versus IOI. And IOI has no boundaries. They have all the money. They can buy all of the extra things in the Oasis that can get you up in the game. They can... Uh, they have hacked um, haptic suits and stuff so that multiple people can use them, which is cheating because in the Oasis you only get one avatar and if you die, you start from the beginning. But in this, you can have, with them, you can have multiple avatars by one person because they have hacked stuff and it's just cheating, which sucks. Um, And they also have no, like, boundaries with the law because they have all the money. So, if there's someone that they don't like, that's you know, doing really well, and they aren't, they're getting closer to the egg before they are, they can do whatever they want. They'll find you, even though you're, the Oasis is supposed to be anonymous. Mm-hmm. But they can bribe people and find you, you and find out who
1: who the yeah. person art person is behind the character. So the
0: idea that this poor kid from the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma City, is the leader you know is the guy who's Mm -hmm. actually you know
2: oh yeah and when he finds like the highest level is 99 when you can level up your avatar and get all the cool gear but it takes money to do that um when he finds the first keys a level three so like i love that aspect of it like it doesn't matter like what you are like if you have the intellect and the drive you can do it I i love that aspect of it but i just love this book I'm still on my book high. She is. She's just like, oh, I just love this book. I don't know what to read next. <laughs> but yeah, and,
1: See, and I'm not a sci-fi person, and I, I kind of want to read this book. It's it like, sounds. It really, really is good. an
0: excellent book. It sounds. Really, I have really to awesome. say, and I was so, I was so in love with the book that I went out immediately and read his second book, and it wasn't as good. Sorry, Ernest. Wah, wah. Um, it was good. His second book was good. But it wasn't as good as the first.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. I just look like, and I have the second
0: one. If you want to read it,
2: I may, I may have to do that. But uh, yeah, it was epic. I don't even. That's good enough. It yeah. was epic. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But
0: we'll have to all go see the movie. I think it's yeah. going to be awesome. I'm like, no, I might.
1: I want to read the book before I go see the movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not so need way to find, find it. And if... the movie here's the here's the. I have to rant just a little bit, guys. They did cast a pretty boy. He's supposed to be... He's supposed to be this overweight, funny-looking...
2: Pudgy, kind of Pudgy,
0: nerdy dude.
2: Yeah. Poor. A poor, pudgy, nerdy dude. Well, and at one point, he, because the haptic suits, like, they sticky pad to you, so he takes showers and, like, hair removal, so he doesn't have eyebrows at one point. Like, he's not pretty. (laughs) He's -hmm. supposed to be... Weird. A doofus. (laughs) And you've seen
0: the the freaking movie posters Mm -hmm. where it's like this... (laughs) You know, no, felt good looking. Maybe that's his avatar. Maybe I don't don't think
1: so. Well,
2: his avatar is—I don't know. Not I don't know. In the beginning, it's not that cool. He's not that cool either. Well, in his avatar, he doesn't have the money to have a cool avatar. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, or like a pretty avatar. He tries to make it like as ordinary as he can in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But you and Ron's like my
0: husband. He's like. Well, they wouldn't sell very many tickets if they put a nerdy guy in there, and I'm like, yes, they would. Look at all the nerds out there. Want to think about it, you mm-hmm. guys? Call cast you- a nerd for once, for God's sakes.
3: I would like to see a pudgy nerd on screen. Mm-hmm.
0: That's wouldn't a relatable that character awesome? for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what, you guys? When I when my book goes out there, they're gonna cast a homely girl in the fucking lead role. <laughs> They are. Right. No pretty girl in there, because she's not pretty. Not traditionally pretty. She'll have a big nose like me. Same. (laughs) Have a nice big beak. No chin. Small (laughs) boobies. (laughs) Preach. (laughs) But you see what I mean?
2: I got my tattoo and this, didn't wear a this. bra for a week and no one noticed cuz I felt like a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> but this idea of perfection is ridiculous. It is ridiculous.
0: Mm-hmm. Stop filling your boobs <laughs> over there, you two Christ. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: kind of in with you. I, I would never make it. that part. Garrett, stop
0: looking at
3: them, look at holding their boobs. His <laughs> boobs are taken. <laughs>
0: Carrots, like, oh, I wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> you got three wha- girls over there
2: all feeling up their own boobs.
1: Well, i am kind of got my back to him, so the only thing he's doing is my back boobs. <laughs> <laughs> what did
3: he say?
2: He said, you guys call me the whore.
0: <laughs>
2: Shots fired.
0: Oh, Garrett.
2: Oh, he's firing back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so title and artist one more time for you, Miss Jessica.
2: Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. All right. I guess I will give the
0: final book of the night.
3: Miss, I want to go last. I know.
0: <laughs> well, since I said I was going to do La Rose last week and I didn't do it, I guess I'll do it this week. You
3: did do it this week.
1: Yeah. I didn't finish it. My Ken Follett book came in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course.
0: <sighs> well, Louise Erdrich, um, I, actually had, I, I actually read... Before I read La Rose, which is the name of this book, um, I read Future Home of the Living God, and actually, I, I I really probably should talk a little bit about both of them because there are things about the Future Home of the Living God that I really liked, and things about it that I hated.
2: Oh no. I liked,
0: I liked it enough that I then went on to read La Rose Future Home of the Living God was supposed to be one of those um, end of the world type I almost picked that up at Half Price Books but it was horrible as an end of the world type book Mm. but it was so profound in some ways her writing is incredible you guys it really is and La Rose is a really good example of that so if I had to pick between those two books, I would have to pick La Rose, and I'll tell you why. All right, it starts out, and this is not my kind of book either. Here's another example of how good this woman is. It starts out with a man hunting, and he's taking a shot. He's shooting at a deer. And he shoots and accidentally shoots a kid.
3: Oh, oh no.
0: And it's oh. not only a kid, but it's a kid he knows.
2: I'm going to go throw up now. Mm,
0: yeah. I almost didn't keep reading it. Because you know me, I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't, uh-huh. I'm like, if this is going to be depressing, I'm not reading it. Have a mouth. But I'm really glad I kept reading it. It had such an interesting perspective. It was uh, okay. the The guy, the dude who, who who took the shot. What happened is, he shot the deer. Hit the tree branch, which then fell, and the the. The splinter, or then splintered and then the splinters of the tree branch hit the kid that was sitting in the tree and that's what killed the kid mm. he didn't actually shoot the kid but, but it was s- all like still. slow motion and, and oh. it was still his let me see it was her sister's her half sister's son at their neighbor's Right. I know. It's horrible. Mm. So the way they deal with it is really horrendous because they're Native Americans. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the husband and wife get together and they're talking and they're talking about what do we do about this? And they're. They're saying, "Okay, well, this is the old way that it's done," and they're having this conversation. And they show up to the house, and they take their youngest son with his clothes packed, and they hand him over. So the youngest son goes to live with them now.
3: As like a replacement for their yeah. kid. Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: Yeah, see, that's uh, what I thought. I read part of this book, and I I quit reading it because I'm like, I yeah, just can't.
0: But it's huh? it's like a Native American way that they would do things. I mean, it's like a traditional mm-hmm. way of, and it sounded really awful at first. But the longer, the longer, you, I know it sounds really twisted, but the longer. You spend with this family, the more sense it begins to make.
2: Is it like a different culture? Sort yes. Of thing?
0: Okay. It's a Native American thing, and their this whole thing is just because the little kid is the one that really it's it's hard because he's a five year old boy and he is just in hell because he doesn't understand what the hell's going on, mm-hmm. and he's here with this this bony woman. He calls her. She's hugging on him all the time and crying. And he misses his brothers and sisters because he's got this big, huge family at home. Mm-hmm. And now he's here with this woman and this girl who's supposed to be his sister who's a little bitch to him. Um, and, oh God, it's just horrible. But as he grows up, he begins to realize that he's the one holding everything together. And he's, he's like, LaRose is a name that's been given to medicine women in their family down the line. Okay? So it's like generations of LaRoses. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have a LaRose in that generation. And then all of a sudden they give it to this little boy. So he's like the medicine Mm -hmm. in this family. And then this happens and then he's the medicine and then they give him over. And it's just this weird kind of a, I don't even know how to explain it. But he is, he's the medicine that, that Mm -hmm. sort of fixes everything in this weird kind of way. I don't know. It's. He provides justice in in a a situation that, that absolutely can't be fixed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and he brings them together in a way that could not have happened otherwise. Because what happens is the father wants to kill the other guy, right? Right. For having killed his son, but won't do it because he loves the little boy.
3: And that's the little boy's biological father. Exactly. So it's like this weird
0: thing holding everything together. He's the glue. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So at first, it's the at first you're like, "No, this is horrible. This is awful. No." But the longer you're in the situation, the more you start to see how brilliant it is. Mm-hmm. That still sounds. I know.
2: I know. I'm surprised you made it through this book. It sounds a little yeah. emotional.
0: And that's the weird thing about it. It's not? No. Weird. It's got this really strange calm to it. Her writing is like that. It's this weird, distant, calm, Native American thing that she's got.
3: Did they say what tribe? Uh, Ojibwe.
0: Okay. It's Wisconsin. Mm
3: -hmm. And that's the
0: other thing. The The reason that I picked this book initially... Two things. Um, Devil's Lake, North Dakota, is right, I want to say, 40 miles from where my husband grew up, up in North Dakota. So I kind of had a connection there, and I I was like, okay, I'm interested. I kind of want to see what's up with that. And the Ojibwe tribe from up in that area So when I saw that connection, and I had already read Future Home of the Living God, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to check this out. And I'm from Wyoming, so I had been around Native Americans for a long time. And my dad was very enamored with Native Americans. I never quite saw any kind of reason why, (laughs) because there wasn't any particular wisdom that came to me from that. But there were things in this book that I found very calming. And the same with Future Home of the Living God. There were little pieces that came from that book that I just loved. And I can't even explain what they were.
2: I have a weird insight on that on this because I had to read an article for school. It's about like the modern primitive movement, and it's how we're kind of tired of how modern life works. So you kind of like have that nostalgia for a different way of life. So maybe that's part of it. Like hmm. the Native American calm, like like you want to relate to that because you want things to kind of slow down hmm. because modern life's so fast. That's interesting. So I had to read an article about the modern primitive. It's like a nostalgia for simpler. Times or cultures, but my main thing about it was that
0: they're—I don't want to say lackadaisical. They're not lackadaisical at all. They're just so matter-of-fact about everything. Mm-hmm. It's like there was no drama there at all. It was just like, well, that's the way that is.
3: This thing that's supposed to be chaotic and life-altering was handled with calm, whereas like everyday things that we deal with today are so dramatic and viewed yes. as chaotic. See, you got
1: calm from it, I got distant and cold. That's one of the reasons why I quit reading it. I was like, "How could you just couldn't?" There's it just was blew my mind that they just you know like, "Oh well, I shot your kid, so here's one of mine."
0: Seriously, at first I felt that way. That's like but the, the longer and I to I mean but the calm. longer I spent with it, the more sense it started to make. I know. I know. We did. We totally did not agree on this. I know. We didn't. I know. We did not because I just I didn't like it at all. I know. I know. And I did not expect to love it.
1: The only reason I read as much as I did is because I didn't have any books in. <laughs> I know.
0: And it totally surprised me. It did not end the way I thought it would. I didn't expect it to be the way it did at the end either. So, yeah, La Rose, and it was actually. Um, I had seen it on a couple of different lists on Book Riot. So,
2: Sounds pretty interesting. Anyway. I really want to read it. I am so surprised. <laughs> it was. I have
0: to say that her writing is really now her writing. Her was writing style is incredible. It was and this- Future Home of the Living God. If it hadn't been for all the weird, inconsistent stuff. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to pick an end-of-the-world book, at least tell us what happened to end the freaking world, okay?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I will have to say, even though I didn't like the story, I did like her writing style. She really had a beautiful... Her writing she, style was beautiful. a little bit like... It reminded me a little of uh, Toni Morrison's okay. writing style. It was just very beautiful.
0: Louise Erdrich, and that's LaRose. Mm-hmm. All right. Ladies, is the horse still sleeping?
2: Nope, he's awake. (laughs) (laughs) Garrett? Nope, I'm awake. (laughs) The hackles hackles got your cackles up. The cackles got your hackles up. Cackles got your hackles up. (laughs) You're all tongue-tied today.
0: I am tongue-tied. What the hell? (laughs) Any
3: last words, Sarah? how How do you how do you
0: feel after this experience?
3: I loved it, and thank you guys for letting me come on. You're welcome. I we yeah. hope you liked You're it. Welcome. I needed the good laughs, and. <laughs> just all of it and the coffee the coffee was great now yeah, you won't
0: be able to sleep tonight <laughs> oh, Sarah's an yes actual I will. coffee
3: oh
2: yeah she drinks coffee oh, yeah. like all day mm-hmm.
3: oh, she's awesome. an actual coffee drinker me she's too. i, I drink remember in one of day. my
2: first episodes i was telling you guys that i have a friend <laughs> that orders my coffee for me oh, that's her you're that the one.
3: One. Me. Oh. yeah jessica
2: and my husband both
3: told me that they didn't like coffee when we first met and now they both drink it
2: occasionally <laughs>
0: oh, that's good
3: Okay then. I think Nicole
0: will be back next week. Word, and word. we'll be on another great adventure. Oh, next week is our greatest adventure. The book sale. Oh, <gasps> yes. Yep. yes.
1: We're going to have to do the uh, the drawing and we'll post the winners when we post our our
0: podcast. I'm so excited! I'm gonna be 53 on Friday. Yeah. Woohoo! Yay for middle age! Woohoo! <laughs> Yay for premenopause! Oh. Is it premenopause? It should be menopause already. Menop- okay, girls. Well, I guess that's gonna do it for three, three book, book girls.
3: girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls?
0: Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.